0: divorce rates, suicide, and terrorism. Compounding these problems, we also live in a climate of political correctness. And this sometimes can... Is that okay? Okay. And this can times, sometimes can undermine our ability to share our faith. nevertheless, The mandate given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ remains the same. Make disciples of all nations. Today we are continuing our series on risk takers. And the topic today is taking a risk that God would show up. Before we begin, let me put things in context. Prophet Elijah lived in one of the worst periods in the history of the Jewish nation. King Ahab was on the throne with his wicked wife, Jezebel, and both of them instituted the worship of Ba. Baal was a Canaanite fertil- uh, god of fertility, a god of storm and rain. King Ahab and his wife seduced the whole of the northern kingdom to worship Ba. The Bible records That King Ahab did more to provoke God to wrath than any of his other kings before him. Not only did he sanction the worship of Baal, he systematically persecuted and killed the prophets of God. Because of this, Prophet Elijah, in faith, prayed that there would be no rain or dew for three and a half years. And as a result, that brought great famine. We begin our story today after God has instructed Elijah to go and present himself to Ahab. And in obedience, Ahab goes. On his way there, he meets a prophet called Obadiah, a servant of Ahab. Ahab tells him what has been going on in the kingdom. And Elijah tells him, I want to see your master today. Now you can imagine. He said, haven't you heard? The guy is killing prophets. I have hidden ten hundreds of them, and I'm feeding them with bread and water. You want to see my master? He said, yeah, go call him. And he said, look, if I go call him and you disappear, that's my head on the block, mate. But Elijah says this. So if you have a tablet or a mobile, we are going to be reading First Kings 18, 15 to 40. Alternatively, the words will come up on the screen behind me. this to Elijah. So Elijah says this, as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Verse 16. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you? you traveler of Israel. Elijah said, I have not made trouble for Israel. Elijah replied, but you and your father's house have. You have abandoned the commandments and have followed Baal's. Now summon the people all over Israel to meet me at Mount Camel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 450 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word well throughout Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you ever between to opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if its bar is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of God's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not to set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not to set fire to it. Then you will call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what is said is good. Elijah said to the prophet of Ba, choose one bull and prepare it first. Since there are so many of you, call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bowl given to them and prepared it. Then they called the name of Baal from morning to noon, but there was no response. No one answered, and they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to talk to them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping. I must be awakened. So they shouted louder, slashing themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until blood flowed. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered and no one paid attention. But thou said to all, the, but Elijah said to all the people, "Come near to me." They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been broken down. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, "Your name shall be Israel." With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two sears of seed. He arranged the wood, he cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it. Do it the third time. And he he ordered and they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all this at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that the people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stone, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Then Elijah commanded them to seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to Tishon Valley and slaughtered there. Praise God. As I said initially, the mandate for us is to make disciples of all nations. And one thing that stands clear from these verses is that Elijah was indeed a man of faith. In his zeal to see Yahweh reign again among his brethren, he took a risk that could have potentially cost him his life. Every single one of us have been created for a purpose. And for us to come to accomplish our divine assi- assignment, we must partner with God. Therefore, risk-takers are people of faith. If you follow the story of Elijah from chapter 17, you would have noticed that Elijah progressively grew in his risk-taking. And the word of God came to him again and again. Whether it was when he was fed by ravens in the cave, or he was fed by a poor widow, or raised the widow's son back to life, Elijah always acted in faith. And why did he do that? Because the word of God gave him confidence in God's provision and protection. Therefore, when he presented himself to Ahab, there was no doubt in God's ability to, prof- to protect him. Yes, he had had the stories about the killing of the prophets. Yes, he has had it. But that didn't matter. Verse 15 says, and I love this verse, As the Lord Almighty lives, before whom I stand, I shall surely present myself to Ahab today. Elijah was presenting himself to a king that could have killed him. What gave him that audacity of faith? He knew the will of God. Through the word, we burst faith in him. If we are going to manifest the glory of God and power and will of God in our world, we must know the will of God through his word. The more of God's word we know, the more our faith will grow. The more our faith grows, the more we are emboldened to do more for God. How do our faith grow? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. In other words, the more of God's word we study, read, and meditate on, the more our faith will grow. Why is faith emphasized this way? Because faith in God's word causes impact if applied. We must study the word, which in turn will fuel our faith to do great things for God. If we want to see Jesus heal in our communities, what can we do about that? It starts with what the Bible says about healing. And the fact that we are all commissioned to do it. Then we must then proceed to take a risk and pray for someone. But if we only read about healing... And never step out in faith to implement it. Our word, our world will never be impacted in this area. Second point: risk takers are yielded vessels. It is good to want God to show up when we need Him, and I can tell you, He wants to do that more than you can even imagine. Ephesians three twenty says He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine according to the power at work in us but when we quote that verse we always say god can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine and we stop there no we never say according to the power in us why does god give you that vessel a yielded vessel does not rely on their own resources or ability. You see that with Elijah. They recognize their need to be totally dependent upon the, the Lord. They know that without God, they are an empty vessel that can offer nothing. A yielded vessel in God's hand can do much good. We can bring the light to our very dark world. That is why Jesus says, you are light. I'll say that again. Jesus says, you are light. And I'll say that again. Jesus says, you are light. I hope it's resonating. You are light. You are light of the world. And he says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a a a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Can you see a town built on a hill? Can you see our elevation, where we are supposed to be? We are not down here, we are up there. We are a town on a hill. We are a lamp on a lampstand, giving everyone light, and he says this: Neither do people light a lamp, okay, of say that. In the same way, let your light shine before others. And I paraphrase it here: let your let your light shine before others as risk takers, that they may see your good deed and glorify your Father in heaven. It is no longer okay to pray thy kingdom come. Rather, let's pray this way. God, use me to usher in your kingdom in this world so that the world will know your glory and power through me. But the question remains, how prepared are you willing to yield? I know my answer. Only you know. I can't answer for anyone else. Third point. Risk takers are reconcilers. Anytime we take a risk to speak to someone about their sinful life or giving their life to God, we are reconciling them back to a Savior. And that is what Elijah actually came to do when he presented himself to Ahab. After the people had gathered, as he requested, he said this How long will you weather between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. If it was said in the same if I'm to say that today, I'm taking a risk. How Summons will you sit through before you stop conforming to the world? How many more warnings from God do you need before you start to stop living that lifestyle? How many more people will God send to you before you surrender your life to Him? Challenging these things in people's lives is not always easy. But it is needed. Because we are reconciled. Let's see how Elijah did it. What he did next is so amazing. He requested two bulls. One for Yahweh and one for Ba. And the God that answers by fire wins. He allows them to go first. Oh, you guys are so many. Go fast. And the Bible records... they prophesied from morning to evening nothing happened nothing happened and Mr. Ritz taker, Prophet Elijah started to mock them maybe he's sleeping maybe he's quarreled with his missus nothing happened but here is what is significant about this event This bull killing was not just a means to show that God was Yahweh. It was a means to reconcile the people to Yahweh. Because the bull was a sin offering for them to be reconciled with God. And this is what he says, verse 30, he says to the people, Come close. Sin makes a coward of men. When we sin, we want to run way away from God. But a reconciler brings people close to God. The Bible records Elijah rebuilds the altar of God that had been broken down. You can see how far they had gone. There was no altar of God. He takes the twelve stones, each for the tribes of the descendant of Jacob, and he builds an altar of sacrifice and places the bull as an offering for the people as a sin offering for the people he cannot resist taking further risk he pours water three times imagine pouring water on your your barbecue three times he pours water three times you see Elijah wanted to make an impression on the people so he required more from his God after all is the Alpha and the Omega? Is there anything too hard for God? And Elijah says, "One minute prayer." God, send fire. Show these people that I'm your servant, and you are God. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil and also licked up the water in the trench. At this demonstration, the people had no choice but to bow down before a mighty Yahweh. Sometimes, when we are reconciling people to God, words are not enough. We need to practically demonstrate the power of God. Some people say words are cheap. We need to demonstrate the power of God. We need to show them what we possess. Fourth point, rich produce rich staters. When Elijah had won this battle, he told them to seize the prophets of Baal. Now I am not advocating you killing your ex, your boyfriend, you're with. No, no, no. I'm not advocating killing. But this is what it is. Sometimes when we reconcile people to God, you must support them in order to get rid of the thing that entangled them in sin in the first place. You must walk through with them to the process of otherwise they can easily go back to it. After reading a story like this, we are tempted to say, oh, well, Elijah was special. God, there was something special about Elijah. But you see, in the book of James five seventeen, God says he was a man like us. Flesh and blood, like us. What does that say? Us. I will end with this. If you're here today and you've not said yes to Jesus, I encourage you to take a risk today. If anything I have spoken about convicts you and there is sin, it's okay. Come forward. If you have been running away from God, and you know he's been calling you, come forward for prayer. If you're stressed, come. If you're empty, come. If you are sick and need healing, come.